and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with the indicas.com. My name is Abhishek and joining me on the call is senior principal correspondent Ashish Mishra and his cover story is about a man called Yogesh Mahansarya, a 38-year-old entrepreneur who has had an eventful career in the in the off-highway tire industry and we'll soon hear more about him from Ashish. Hi Ashish, good evening. Good evening Abhishek, how are you? Very well, thank you and you always write about cars and trucks, and this time it's about the tire industry. But before we, we get to the man himself, what do you mean by off-highway tires? Abhishek, off-highway tires are a segment of the whole tire business that are not passenger tires. They're actually commercial tires. You can use them in agriculture, in forestry products. You'll find them in huge machines which are used in construction. You'll find them in, in tires that are used in shipping, aviation. These primarily consider a segment of, of hybrid tires, so that's roughly the explanation. And how big is this industry globally, and, and even in India for that matter? So globally, off-highway tires is about a $9 billion industry. If you compare it to the total tire industry, which would be about $200 billion kind of an industry, this is a very small subset of the industry, but it's a very niche segment. There are very few players involved in this, which is where Indian entrepreneurs like Alliance Tire Group or Balkrishna Tires can have the space to do really well because it is niche. It involves a lot of stock keeping units, so it is unlike a passenger tire industry. It's unlike commercial vehicle, which is making tires for trucks and buses. That's a differentiation. And, and one person who's pretty much put his heart, soul, blood and sweat in all this is this 38-year-old about whom you've written, Yogesh Mahansarya. Who is he? Because we, we haven't quite heard about him and it's a passionate story that you've written. And why did you decide to write about him? So Yogesh Mahansarya is an entrepreneur from India. This is the second company that he's built, which is called Alliance Style Group. If you look at his life of 38 years, he's a guy who built Balkrishna Industries, the tire division of Balkrishna Industries, from almost nothing to almost 600 crores till about 2005. And uh, in 2006, he had to exit that company when that company actually had become a pretty significant player and the largest off-highway tire company in India. He had to exit because of a family settlement issue. Then he went on and started from scratch again and built this company called Alliance Tire Group. But in a small span, I mean, he started Alliance Tire Group in 2007 and built it brick by brick with two big acquisitions. That's how the company actually started. Alliance was basically a company in Israel that Yogesh and Bob Pincus acquired. Then they added another company in the U.S., which is called GPX International. So in a span of about seven years, what these guys have created, which is Yogesh and Bob Pincus, have created is almost a $550 billion business in off-highway tires. And Alliance Star is the sixth largest off-highway tires manufacturer in the world today. Off-highway tires or tires remain a non-sexy business the way they are, which is probably also the reason that not many people follow it or not many people would have heard of Yogesh. But again, fact remains that he's done a phenomenal job of building this company from scratch, and he's done it before at Balkrishna Tires. That makes the guy very exciting. And when he quit from Balkrishna Tires, and you mentioned that he joined when he was only 18, and how long was his stint at Balkrishna Tires, and what did he learn? How was his first stint? Can you tell us a little bit about some of the challenges going back to the early 90s? So Yogesh joined BKT in 1993. At that time, BKT used to do uh, only two-wheeler tire manufacturing and based up with the plant in Aurangabad, which is where he learned the basics of tire manufacturing, what goes into it, the technology and everything. Post-liberalization, which is post-1991, in the time that he learned the business, around 1995, you know, the realization at Balkrishna was that, you know, they did not have 
the wherewithal to compete with larger players like MRF and the likes. And so they needed to take a decision on what they're going to do with this company. As Yogesh says, that was a critical time. And he was told that, can you go to the export markets and see if there's any export potential for our business? Which he did. Once he went abroad, what he realized was that, you know, nobody really needed scooter and motorcycle tires. What people really needed were, at that time, and this is what he figured, what people wanted were, you know, small farm tractor tires. And he said that, he thought, okay, as long as this tires, you know, this smells like a good business opportunity. So that's how the move in 1995 happened at Balkrishna to go into off-highway tire manufacturing. Over the next total of 12 years that Yogi spent at the company, he built it from almost nothing to about 650-odd crore business. He added one-by-one customers in the UK, customers in the US. So that's how the company grew. You must understand, you know, that, you know, sitting out of India, almost 80% of what he was making, 90% of what he was making was for the export markets. That's predominantly where of highway tires are used. That is when he had to quit the company. I don't think it was a very amicable parting, if I can use that word. You know, Yogesh himself does not like talking about it in the interview that I had with him. He and his father, which is Ashok Mansari, had to move on because the family was growing larger and more people were coming into the family business, which is the Buddha family, and they wanted to play their role in taking this company forward. But if you have to know more about Yogesh, and I, and I really want to stress this point a little more, I mean, he's a guy who loves tires. I mean, you know. (laughs) I'm sorry to cut you in, but, you know, there are people who would say that he's a man who loves cars. He's a man who loves bikes. (laughs) But you're talking about a man who loves tires. Tell us more about him. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, he's a man who loves tires to the point that when I was interviewing him, there were two occasions when I was, like, completely taken aback. He asked me, can you tell me the relationship between tires and soil productivity? And I was like, excuse me, I don't know. And he's like, tires play a huge role in soil productivity when it comes to farming because the heavier your tire is, it stresses the soil more, which means that next year, when you're, next year when you're sowing or when you're putting fertilizer, you know, it has become more difficult for the farmer. I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And then the other time he's like, you know, can you tell me what will be the fastest that a off-highway tire can go? And I'm like, well, maybe 20, 30 kilometer per hour. And like, no, one of the tires that we make can actually go fastest 100 kilometer per hour so that's really fast but this guy really loves what he does he loves making tires and when did Wobbers Pincus the private equity firm approach him and offered its stake in Alliance Tire Group that you briefly mentioned in the beginning it's the sixth largest tire company how did that happen so Wobbers and Yogesh had been meeting each other since 2004 of course at that time Wobbers did not have an opportunity to invest in BKT because BKT was a, was a listed entity they did not need the funds but they liked the entrepreneur that they met so they liked Yogesh Mansarya to start with and when Yogesh quit in 2004 2006, Wabak got in touch with Yogesh and said, okay, can we do something together? Several options were thrown on the table. So there was like greenfield manufacturing plant in India or let's say something in a technical job or a technical auto thing, you know, an auto manufacturing facility. All kinds of options were there on the table. But Yogesh was clear that this is what he wants to do. The opportunity actually came in Israel where Alliance was having a tough time. You know, it was owned by one of the richest men in Israel. It was put on the block. That was around the time that Warburg said that, okay, here is a tire company, which is not doing so well. Can we buy it? Can we add another greenfield facility plant in India? And that will make it a powerful combo of, of the company that we want to build. So, you know, you have a greenfield facility in India, which can churn out off-highway tires at a very cost-competitive rate. And then you have a brand name like Alliance, which had a lot of export 
to the European market. So you had a brand plus a greenfield opportunity in India and you club both of them and build a business idea. That's how Bob Pinkus and Yogesh went to Israel and bought this company. That's how this operation entirely started. What was some of the bottlenecks here? Because you're talking about an Indian company and another one miles away in Israel. When Yogesh walked in around the plant, when he bought the company, what he realized was that, you know, a lot needs to be changed. And this was his first acquisition ever. Being a Marwari, you know, he would have trouble uh, finding the right food to eat and, and all of that, you know, which, which is a part of the learning. But most importantly, when he met the people there, he realized that a lot of changes needed to happen. So efficiency needed to go up and he replaced about 300 people at that plant. So a lot of people had to be let go. But the thing that really worked for him is that here's a company actually which had a brand name and which was already exporting to Europe as its primary destination. And then there was an India unit. That essentially was the deal saver. All the high margin products were still retained in Israel while all the low margin products that were being made out of that plant were shifted to India. Yep, and the deal was also a pretty big one, right? You say that it's, it was $48 million, and they also inherited a $100 million debt. Very often, we disregard the role of private equity players by saying that they are in it only for the profit. How did you find Warburg Pincus's approach towards the whole deal? And in terms of management or contribution to business, what has been their role? How important do you think their role was? Actually, that, that was one of the exciting things, which is why I went into the story in the first place, in the sense that I haven't heard of a story in India, at least, wherein a private equity player like Robert Pinkus or a large private equity player would pick up an entrepreneur who does not have a running business. So Yogesh did not have a running business. He just had an idea, not even an idea, a vision of what he wants to do. But Robert Pinkus bought that vision and went ahead with following what the entrepreneur wants to do. Robert Pinkus globally, and you know, has done something like this. You know, they back entrepreneurs, they buy companies for them. In entrepreneurs that they believe can bring value. And the role that these guys have played is a bouncing board, is scouting for the right targets of, of consolidation in terms of acquisitions. And I've had long conversations with Nitin and Michelle on this. They're always available to see that what Yogesh is doing, not in operational, but in the sense of where he wants to take that company. Any assistance that was needed, Baba goes right there saying that, you know, let's do this, which is what came in in the GPX acquisition. The GPX acquisition actually happened because one of Warburg's earlier associates in, in the U.S. had a company which he wanted to sell. So he reached out to Warburg saying that whether Alliance Tire would be invested in buying that company. So Warburg got that deal to Yogesh. Yogesh vetted that deal. They worked together on that deal. And then they took this company to the next level. So it is a constant engagement for both the private equity player and the entrepreneur. And that's uh, phenomenal. Right. Very few people manage to come back and have a second career like the way Yogesh did. True, yeah. As a man that you've met and as a man that you mentioned that he graduated in commerce and he pretty much led to engineering outfits, it is a feat in itself. Now, how do you think he managed it? You know, I like what uh, Yogesh actually said and he said mm. that when he quit Balakrishna, uh, there was a clear thing in his head that, you know, his journey was only half complete. So he was only 30, wasn't he? Exactly. This is true. I mean, at that point in time, Nitin, Vishal and Yogesh were almost roughly of the same age group. They were willing to take this bet on this entrepreneur and see what would come out of it. I mean, there was this clear realization on his part that if he doesn't do this, someone else will come and fill in this void. So he decided that, you know, this is what he's going to do. I find him to be an extremely resilient man. He's very soft-spoken, absolutely non-flashy. The only interest he has is probably you know, in watches. Absolutely a workaholic. He still believes that the company is in its early stages. And it is. Seven years is not a long time in the history of a company. As you can see, he's smart, he's passionate, plus he has a huge amount of faith in God. 
the way that Yogesh put it, and I think that's a brilliant thing, and I don't know if this is in the story, but he says that, you know, passion is something that is common to great entrepreneurs. I mean, everybody has passion. You have passion. I have passion. Everybody has passion. What he says is different about him is that he thinks that he got extremely lucky to have found this opportunity to have built a company of this size. And he believes that, if, you know, if this happens, it makes you question, you know, there's somebody helping him out there, and that increased his faith in God. Thanks to that, I mean, he visits a temple almost, you know, three to four times a week. And I asked him, so so once you go to a temple, what do you, uh, what do you do? I mean, what do you pray? What do you ask for? And he says, all I ask is that my good luck continues and that I'm able to take this company to where I had dreamt of in the first place, which is to make it the largest off-highway tire company in the world. Absolutely grounded fellow. The modest, passionate man. Well, great. Thanks a lot, Ashish. On that note, time to wrap up. Thanks. Thanks so much, Abhishek. Pleasure talking to you as always. Thank you. And all you listeners, you can get this uh, issue just in a day's time and you can log on to ForbesIndia.com to get this podcast. Leave your comments there. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Just type in Forbes India on the top right corner of the iTunes window. And uh, to have someone call you for a Forbes subscription, just message Forbes 51818. 